Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bright Future, a political podcast that follows current events uh, from WhiteHouse.gov and other various government websites. As always, there are a few base rules where we do not insult each other, but instead will attack arguments in a respectful manner. We encourage you to keep your mind open to new perspectives and ideas, and to keep your opinions flexible to take into account new information. Before I started today's actual episode, well, originally, I shouldn't say originally, I didn't really have a, nothing really major happened this week that I haven't already talked about um, that really stood out for me to make an episode on it. So instead, I think I was just going to talk about conspiracy theories in general uh, as like a whole. But before I get into that, uh, there were a few short stories that I wanted to go into. So first, um, I wanted to talk about my credit score. The credit score is weird. Credit score is very strange. I don't understand it at all very well. Um, the basic idea, in my opinion, about credit score is it's supposed to be the more reliable you are at paying off your debts, the higher your credit score should be. So, a little bit of my financial history, I suppose, is I graduated high school with no financial history at all. I had never taken out a loan and never paid back any debts, nothing. And I went straight to college. I took out a loan to do so. I don't know what my credit score was. I don't know what taking out that loan affected it or anything like that. But I do know that I ended up having to drop out of college due to covid during or right after my first year i then got a job here and immediately started paying off that college loan and i actually finished paying it off about eight months ago and when i finished paying it off my credit score dropped i finished paying off a debt and my credit score fell by a few hundred points I've been working on getting it back up. I actually got a credit card, and now every month I just spend a little bit and pay it all off immediately within one month, every single month. And it's been slowly bringing my credit score back up a little bit, but it's slow. It's slow going. I, I So I don't understand this. Why did paying off a debt make my credit score, which is supposed to be how good I am at paying off my debts, go down? But I haven't researched anything about credit scores or anything like that, so that'll be for another future episode. In other news, um, last week I talked about the Inflation Reduction Act and how I didn't think it would work if it passed into law. Somehow, it managed to pass both Congress and Senate, and it is now going to the President's desk. And I strongly urge Joe Biden to at least read the whole thing word for word, before passing it into law, at the very least. Because I could not find where it guaranteed any of the promises that you made in your statement about it. And if I, an average American citizen, can't find that, and it is a 755-page bill, are you able to find it? Because if you can, great. If you can find where it says it will definitely do those things, and I have 100% assurances from that, great. Go for it. But I have some serious disillusions 
about the Inflation Reduction Act. Another thing that happened this week was something about uh, Donald Trump's summer home getting busted by the FBI, but I'm not going to really get into all of that. Instead, because that got me thinking about the um, voter fraud accusations getting thrown everywhere, I thought that in order to try and solve voter fraud, well, I shouldn't be a one to solve it, because I am politically biased one way or another. And so is almost everyone else in the country. So, who could we ask to solve the problem of voter fraud without having that solution be politically biased? Well, what group of people have minds that have not yet been swayed in one direction or another yet. I think an interesting idea would be to have to encourage young students, as in like elementary school, kindergarten, and first, second, third grade students, to start trying to come up with solutions. Like, have it a contest for them. Uh, maybe the class that gets it wins a pizza party or something like that. I, I remember loving pizza parties when I was in elementary school or something like that if they come up with a solution and that solution turns out to be viable that solution will probably be unbiased because the young students came up with it and they're they haven't been biased to one political direction or not yet so that was an interesting thing that i think we could try just while i was thinking about it earlier this week another thing that happened was Joe Biden put out an executive order, this was probably a few weeks ago now, um, that changed the definition of the term reproductive health care services. I'm going to read the full definition here. It means medical, surgical, counseling, or referral services relating to the human reproductive system, including services relating to pregnancy or the termination of a pregnancy. Now, I have a problem with this definition. Because with the definition reproductive health care services, it takes what reproductive health care services used to take and now just loops abortion into that. Except abortion is already a moral gray area for the general public. And now with this new definition, which loops the rest of reproductive health care services into abortion, that makes all reproductive health care a moral gray area now. Which just makes a bad situation even worse with that executive order. I am probably going to have to end up doing another episode on abortion at some point in the future because I've been thinking about it a lot uh, since our earlier episode. But I I'm not ready for that yet. I haven't like finished a research or come up with a uh, proper opinion about that yet. So instead, I'm going to get to the actual episode topic that I was going to do today. Uh, conspiracy theories in general. I'm not going to delve deep into any specific one or anything like that. Instead, the thing that got me thinking about this was a character in Cyberpunk 2077, a video game that flopped on release but has since received a bunch of updates and is actually quite fun. Uh, this character is a character you're going to run into pretty early on. Uh, he's actually like right next to one of the main characters that you're going to need to speak with. Um, the character I'm talking about is Gary the Prophet. 
he's a homeless guy who stands out on the street screeching off about how there are necrotechnomancers of Alpha Centauri that are controlling our world. But if you talk to him more, if you listen to him and all of his crazy theories that are obviously supposed to be like an allegory to crazy things like aliens built the pyramids or the moon landing was faked and the earth is flat, things like that, you'll notice that all of his theories somewhere start with a grain of truth but spiral out into other control that spiral completely out of control so to give more information about cyberpunk 2077 so you can understand where i'm going to go with this um cyberpunk 2077 takes place in night city which is an independent city state no other government or no other country controls it since though it is just its own kind of little country it's easily swayed by other countries, or in this case, corporations. Now, if you keep listening to Gary, you'll realize that you'll learn that Gary was in an accident, and so he was taken to a Ripper dock. Ripper docks can provide uh, biological replacements uh, to various uh, to various body parts, like a mechanical arm instead of a regular one, uh, and a, a, a robotic heart instead of a real one, um, a pump that circulates oxygen in and out of your chest instead of, you know, your lungs, things like that. And Gary had actually taken brain damage from this accident, and so in order to try and restore part of his brain, the Ripper Doc installed a radio into his brain. This radio, I don't, we don't know how the Ripper Doc got a handle on this radio, but it comes from high-level corporate communications. So Gary is somehow, in his head, hearing. He's got access to things that the massive, objectively evil megacorporations in Cyberpunk are doing, but he's taking that information and spinning a story about how they're all being controlled by necro-technomancers of Alpha Centauri. Aliens. But they all come from a grain of truth. So, where did all of that come from? And if it did come from a grain of truth, what should we have actually determined with that grain of truth instead of spinning some complex theory that makes all sorts of assumptions? So I started to think more about how Gary took all of these grains of truth and spun them into these massive other theories, right? And it got me thinking about Occam's Razor. Occam's Razor is a general rule of thumb that's usually used for philosophy, but can be used for a lot more than that, which pretty simply states, well, the original wording says, entities should not be multiplied beyond necessity. But since this is 2022 and not the early 1400s, I think I'm going to word it like, how, do, how should I change that wording to make more sense? Uh, the simplest explanation is most often the correct one. Or... 
If given two competing theories, the one that makes the least assumptions should be the better. And when I saw, when I started researching Occam's razor, I started researching into other philosophical razors. And, well, philosophical razors are basic rules of thumbs for philosophy. And to an extension, what I could do is I could apply them to politics as well. So I researched a bunch more, and I'm thinking I'm going to actually add them into future podcasts for trying to come up with solutions to our various political issues. But it does make me think about conspiracy theories, and if I could go back, if I could find the grain of truth, what would I actually find if I saw the original thing that eventually spiraled out of control into the Earth is flat, into aliens made the pyramids, into the moon landing was faked. If I had that original data that spiraled into that, hmm, I wonder what I would actually find if I used Occam's razor instead of assuming things and spiraling a bunch of extra things out of control. Interesting ideas, I suppose. Food for thought. But anyway, there are other philosophical razors, and I wanted to talk about those as well. Um, Occam's razor is the most common, but there's a bunch of others as well. I'm going to quickly go over each of them. Uh, there's Dalton's third rule, which states to eliminate emotion from human response so as to mitigate the effect of emotional response by the human recipient. But I don't like that one because humans are emotional creatures. That's what we do, right? That's what sets us apart from other animals. So I'm probably not going to use that one for future political ideas and episodes. One I do want to use, though, is Hanlon's Razor. Hanlon's Razor is a simple philosophical rule of thumb which states, Never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. How should I say? I think that we should easily apply that to a lot of things in our political state, because... I've been seeing a bunch of conspiracy theories online just popping up. There's no, like, reputable evidence for any of it. Um, but it says that, like, our current and past political leaders are trying to destroy our country. I don't think that's true. Because there's nothing that objectively shows that what they're doing would end up resulting in this cascading effect to destroy our entire country. Instead, I think they're just stupid. So I'm not going to attribute poorly thought out actions or malice. I'm just going to attribute them to stupidity. Because that's so much easier to understand. Because I don't want to believe that everyone who managed to get in a political position of power is just malicious. That would really suck. The next razor I wanted to discuss was Hitchens' razor. 
which states that that which can be asserted without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. I'm thinking I do kind of want to use this one, but also kind of not. Because I can assert some things without evidence and say that they're true, right? Like, 1 plus 1 equals 2, when I don't need evidence to support that because that's a fundamental truth, right? 1 plus 1 equals 2. But if I assert that without evidence, it should not also be able to be dismissed without evidence because, come on. You can't just dismiss, oh, 1 plus 1 doesn't equal 2. Unless, you know, you're... What's the name of the state in 1984? I can't remember it, but all I remember is 2 plus 2 equals 5. Which is such a simple thing to come from George Orwell's book. And that's that's what I got thinking about, just because I said 1 plus 1 equals 2 now. Anyway, next one is Hume's guillotine, which says, What ought cannot be deduced from what is. I really like that one, because something that a lot of people try to say is, Well, things could be worse. And that's true. What we have right now with our world is... It is bad, I suppose. But, like... Things could be a whole lot worse. But that doesn't mean they couldn't be better either. Which is why that one, I think, would work so well. Because what ought to be should not be deduced from what currently is. How do I... Because that one, like, is kind of interesting, though. Because it conflicts with the other idea of... If it's not broken, don't fix it. Because if you try to fix it, you might break it further. So, I suppose the things that we should try to fix are the major problems. And we shouldn't try to fix things that work reasonably well, but could be better. The next razor would be Alder's razor. But it's not really a razor, because it's more commonly called... Newton's Flaming Laser Sword. I really like that second title, and I like why it's called that. Newton's Flaming Laser Sword is a philosophical razor which states that if something cannot be settled by experiment or observation, then it is not worthy of debate. I'm not sure, like, I like the name, but I don't like what it says. Because... There's an awful lot of things that we can now prove by science and experiment that we weren't able to do even as little as five years ago. So if we weren't able to do those things five years ago, should we have been debating them five years ago, or should we have just ignored it completely? Things like, taking a picture of a black hole isn't possible using... uh current scientific standards so it shouldn't be worth debating right that's what that razor is kind of saying and older the guy who created it admits in his essay proposing this as a philosophical razor back in 2004 stating that it undoubtedly cuts out all of the crap 
but also seems to cut out everything else as well. So I won't use that razor for future episodes when I'm trying to come up with solutions. The next one that I wanted to talk about is the Sagan Standard. The Sagan Standard states that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Which I think I think I would like to use that one for future things. Because extraordinary claims, going back to conspiracy theories like aliens built the pyramids, well, there's not exactly a lot of evidence for that, is there? It's an extraordinary claim, but there isn't extraordinary amount of evidence to back it up. So, if you want to have a big extraordinary claim like that, we would need pretty significant evidence behind it. Show it. And you're welcome to go keep searching for that, of course. And if you find it, please let me know, because I'd love to see it. The next one is Popper's Falsif falsifiability principle. That's a hard word to say, falsifiability. Which states that for a theory to be considered scientific, it must be falsifiable. So, a scientific theory has to be scientific in nature, but it has to be possible to prove that theory wrong in one way or another. Otherwise, it's not a scientific theory, it's a scientific fact, if you can't prove it wrong. Now, since my topic is, or since my podcast is more political in nature, this one's about scientific theories, so... I probably won't end up using that one either. The last one that I, I'm definitely guilty of some of these, of breaking some of these razors in the past, but this one, Bryce's razor, the last one, I'm definitely guilty of making. And it states that conversational implications are to be preferred over semantic context for linguistic explanation. Effectively, what that one means is I shouldn't misconstrue or twist people's words to mean something different than what they are. Because while that might benefit my argument, it obviously undermines theirs in a way that doesn't really make sense. So, I've been guilty of making some of those arguments in the past. I'll definitely have to worry about... Um, trying to solve that in the future, or not doing that in the future. So I'm going to have to look more at these razors. I'm going to have to maybe retweak a little bit of them, and I'll form them into the rules, I suppose, that I first make. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch on was there was one news story on whitehouse.gov. So I should mention that when I do these episodes, I just go to whitehouse.gov. I'm actually typing right now to do it. Um, and I go to the menu and I hit briefing room. And these are things just set out by Biden and the executive branch. And it's things that they say, things that they do. Um, so executive actions, executive orders, uh, laws that they sign in, statements that they make about up-and-coming laws, 
um, statements about things that shouldn't have happened or um, about various events. Uh, one of the ones I noticed was statement by President Joe Biden on attack on Salman Rushdie. I'm I'm hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Now I had no idea who this guy was, um, Salman Rushdie. I'm I'm hope I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, he was attacked on the twelfth. Uh, he was stabbed several times, but it looks like he'll survive. Although he will likely end up losing an eye. Uh, he is a Muslim immigrant who wrote a series of books that were critical of the Muslim religion. So much so that various leaders in the Middle East actually put out a kill order on him over various years in the past 20 years or so. Now, I haven't actually read any of his books, and I don't know very much about the Muslim religion, so I won't be able to make any statement or make a podcast episode on this. So instead, I'm just going to go with, stabbing people is wrong, okay? Don't do that. And if you disagree with someone, sit down and have a talk. But, you know. Apparently, some people just won't understand sitting down and talking. I, I wish we could, because if we could all do that, I think that, that that would be the first step to making our world a lot better. Anyway, I think that's it for this episode of Brave Future. It is, again, I am making these episodes shorter, but I also feel like they're more compact. Um, you are welcome to join me on this podcast if you'd like. You can join in the voice chat whenever I record these, which is at 7 p.m. Central Time every day, or every Monday. The link to join the Discord server where I do these recordings uh, will be in the description as well. You can also add comments, which I will address if I ever uh, see any. And I think that's all I've got for today. Thank you very much for listening, and have an excellent rest of your week.